welcome to Talk About Board Games, Episode 6. On today's show, we have a 5 for 5 update. We talk about this, but what about that? We introduce a new segment, Road Store Review, and we invite you to listen to our playthrough of the week, Scoville. Welcome to episode six of Talk About Board Games. Can you believe it's six already? I can't believe it's six already. I Who can't are you? either. I'm Fred. I'm Nicole. That's right. <laughs> and we are husband and wife, just in case you guys were wondering. Uh, I think the, we covered that once. Well, that doesn't mean that this isn't somebody else's first episode. Oh. If it's your first episode, you should go back to episode one, because you really don't have that far to catch up on. I know. It's only episode six. Yeah. Might as well go back to one. <laughs> And then come back and listen to this one, too. <laughs> this one's worth it. Sure. We're not saying that it, one's better than six. It, right. It will be worth it. <laughs> well, as Nicole said, uh, we do have a lot of things going on today. Uh, we have just gotten back from our vacation. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, first, we have some pretty dramatic, uh, a dramatic conclusion to our five for five, which is coming up right now. All right, let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. Five for five update. We have completed yet another five for five. Sort of, mostly. Oh, how many? How many five for fives are we at? This is our third batch of five. Is it? Yeah. It's not four. No. Okay. Well, we started this, this this has now been like six months or so. Something like that. I think we've done six months of five for five. Yeah. Maybe more. It takes more. us a little while. Probably more because it takes us a while. Sometimes. It depends on what the season is, right? You get busy. Or it, it's, I don't know. Or you get busy. Or it could be that you're you get busy. busy. Oh, oh okay, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. You could be busy too. Sure. All right. Well, anyways, we've uh, we've finished this uh, five for five that we were on just now, and uh, the five games we played, we played Shadowrun Crossfire, didn't we? We did. That one was really good. Yeah, that's now that Shadowrun Crossfire is a it's a deck, deck building, building game, mm-hmm. but it, everyone starts as you play a character because you start with your own uh, mix of base cards, right? And uh, it's based on the subtypes of this, you know, it's of its game of the same name, which is like a hacker guy or a decker. That's what they call him. Decker is a guy who hacks computers, <laughs> right? Sure, yeah. Uh, there's a street samurai is what they call them. That's that's the guy who's Here's like... Here's the general basics of that game. It's a cooperative deck building who makes it so that you're all on a team to fight against the deck, which is kind of cool. Well, here's what's neat about this game. You have your actual character sheet, and you not only get to choose what type of character you are, like what class you are, but you also get to choose the race of your character, which is like, you know, an orc, or a troll, or a human, or an elf, and all of them have like certain abilities that are a little better, like a troll, for instance, has more strength, kind of, you know, like hit points, than an elf does, but an elf has more magical aptitude. 
you know, so it, it kind of plays into all those Dungeons and Dragons feel fantasy at all, though. It but felt... it, I'm telling you, it plays into all the Dungeons and Dragons stereotypes. Weird. Every one of them. It doesn't feel like that at all. It's absolutely just like you said, orc, and I was like, really? Well, yeah, no, I guess there was. There's orcs in that. It doesn't feel like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it doesn't feel like that is because this is set in sort of a cyberpunk, you know, dystopian kind of future kind of thing, and there's, yeah. you know, magic has returned, and there's still handguns and. You spend your time yeah. building the, your deck up, and you buy cards from this center sort of area that that uh, is available, you know, and gets drawn off the top to refill when you purchase something. And uh, you're trying to overcome missions, right? And then when you have these missions, you have like you'll have three objectives and one mission. And I mean, the, the missions aren't very story based, really, because honestly, you just kind of feel like, oh, I've got to overcome. Six objectives to complete this, you know, or six little, you know, cards to complete this objective. And I yeah, have to do I that like three I got, times. I don't feel like I got super taken away with story or anything. But I know. It was a fun game, though. I really enjoyed well, it. Well, I so. do feel like you play you play a character. Your character is different than somebody else. And your deck yeah. is different enough that you feel like you're at least somewhat special. Yeah. But we played this game. Now, this is a cooperative game, like Nicole said. And uh, we played it five times, like we're supposed to. <laughs> We gotta quit saying it so much. It's like now, repetitive. People are gonna go, "Oh, we know five times." Okay, we get it. Move on. Well, that, you're one of those people. I am. Let's move on. I thumbs down those people. <laughs> oh, the, uh... they're nice. <laughs> Anyways, we played this game uh, four times or five times, and this is the thing: a cooperative <laughs> game, you can pretty much measure whether it's worth playing or not based on how often you win. Because if you won a cooperative game every time, it would just be boring after the, be. probably the second or third game. Yeah. Well, we won game number five. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and and honestly, we level gained for the first four games by like going into the game because you can run away from your your mission that you're on and still get an experience point on some as of long the as missions. You survive. Not all of them. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, this one we were doing was. Yeah. So you could run away. So we kept level gaining until we got the first little level upgrade, and that's something else on your character sheets. You can level up your guy. Yeah, which that part I don't care for so much. <clears throat> the reason she doesn't care for it, I'm pretty sure, is because of the stickers, right? No, I don't care about the stickers so much. I don't like... We, I think we talked about this once before, too, but um, I, I don't I don't like a game that is made for multiple players, but once you start it, if you... Like, Matt and Brianna couldn't come in and join us in this game. They'd be behind. They, there are characters, either they get bonuses that they haven't earned... Or they're so far behind they can't win because we're that far advanced yeah. ahead of them. That's what I don't like. Okay. And I don't like giving them stuff they haven't earned because Matt gloats and he no. Mm-mm. I can't believe you'd be so mean. <laughs> Rare. <laughs> what I don't like about the level gaining system then is that the they come with a sticker system, and these stickers are fairly permanent. Yeah. You're not just peeling those right back off again without. Probably ripping them a little bit or right. ruining them. Right. And because of that, you have like a lot of upgrades that can be used by multiple characters, and you have a very finite amount of those. So there's no, oops, I decided not to do that. I'll just save that one for the next character who comes up. No, you've ruined that sticker. That game requires a commitment, sir. But of course, to <laughs> to uh, to to sort of address that, of course, the company has uh, released a character pack that gives you another set of stickers for ten dollars. Yeah. But what do you expect? Yeah, it could be worth it if you're <laughs> going to play that a lot. Another game we played was uh, Suburbia. I liked Suburbia. 
We played Suburbia five times, and uh, that game, it's it's a city-building game in the spirit of, like, SimCity or something like that, except that you have these sort of hexagonal little little tiles, tiles and you're, you know, purchasing these tiles with resources or money that you get, that you gain every turn based on how your city is. Mm-hmm. And you're balancing population level and, right. and, and your, uh, to get points, more population, population basically turns into points at the end of a turn. Right. And your monetary level results in money in your pocket to spend next turn on continuing to expand your city. Right. And you buy tiles, you know, a new park or a heavy factory or whatever. And, and these either, these adjust those numbers either up or down. And usually they, they lead to some sort of sequential bonuses that, oh, I put this lake next to these four tiles, which gives me $2 per tile at the end of the turn. And, you know, this thing over here also gives me this reservoir or whatever that's next to it. it gives me, you know, an extra dollar per spot that's next to it or whatever. Right. I don't think the reservoir is a real token. but no, It's not. But that's, it's just that's an okay. example. You can make stuff up. Do you know all the tiles? I don't know all the tiles. You don't know. I know there's office tiles and there's suburb tiles yes. and there's a stadium and a park mm-hmm. and there's schools and a university and if you have the schools then they'll give you bonuses if you get yeah. a university and they all kind of interplay together but some things work better with some things than others like you want a stadium near your suburbs which is so people can get to it right exactly because if you pat it out in the sticks then no one would go theoretically yeah but your heavy factories need to be way away from everything except near your airports because you don't want people around those because mm-hmm. then they get mad. Yeah, and now this game is really thinky. Yes. Like, we would never record this for an episode. Oh, it'd be so boring. Because and... we just sit in silence as and the gears the... turn. Well, we don't. Okay, okay. We still talk. <laughs> well, I mean, a little bit, but mostly yeah. it's me just complaining that you're winning the game and you complaining that I'm winning the game back. And then, and then you then win the game. I win the game. <laughs> because, and the reason I say that is because I won the game four to one. Right. But the good news is you won game number three, which meant that you came across, across some sort of strategy by three third game that was like, and I then, think I might be able to beat him, and then I raised my game past yeah, where you Yeah, you stole go. my strategy, and no, I don't even know I, if you did. I took all your plans. You I stole your playbook. Play. You did. No, I didn't. I didn't steal your playbook. <laughs> but that's uh, it's still even if, even though I lost that many times, I lose a lot. But I still like to play that one. I really enjoyed. a I lot. I will say there's very little luck in this game. I mean, there is like a, a draw pile of tiles that come out, and sometimes something comes out that's like you there's, just have to buy at the highest price. But it's an auction based thing where it goes down. Yeah, in but price sometimes there's sits. luck because you don't have enough money to buy the tile that you want, and it came out on a turn when your opponent does, and he's going to do it just to spite you. Yeah. You Specifically, know. there's there's some like uh, as you go up in points, there's these little red lines you cross on the point tracker that will reduce your population or your popularity and your uh, money income by one. Right. Right. When you go past them, well, there's tiles that you can get specifically like the casino and the PR firm and the PR firm that will stop that from happening. So now all of a sudden you can gain as many points as you want and your popularity never goes down. And that's a huge advantage. Massive. Yeah. And so when you see those tiles come out, you'll you'll see the other player spend the maximum amount just of money just to get those. Those are already really high priced tiles, yeah. and they'll come out with that with that sort of buffer from the uh, auction track that makes it even more expensive until, unless you wait. And they will buy them at the highest price they'll go for, just to spite you. <laughs> it didn't save you. <laughs> 
but, yeah, that, but that it, game was lots of fun though. I good. really that's that's uh yeah as far as great kind of uh, semi abstract games or light themed games, but heavy mechanic games. That's it's, that's at the top of my list. It's staying in our collection. It's at the top of my list. Yeah, we'll I'm play it again. You. I'd like to play it with more people. Just, just it would be interesting. See. It'd for be fun. Sure. I think it'd be fun. But yeah, so we we uh, then played a game called Via Appia as our third game. Okay. Via Appia, we're <laughs> we're just gonna. I'm gonna preface this by the reason we have this game is because we really like the coin drop game and by that i mean it's that it's the game that you go to the arcade and you drop like a token or a quarter in and it rolls down a little slot and shoots out into like a pile of coins where this little pushing thing is pushing coins forward towards an edge and if it pushes the coins off the edge they drop down in and you get a bunch of tickets out of the machine or if you're in vegas you get a lot of money out of the machine specifically we've played this a lot at dave and buster's and they have taken it away. They got rid of it. Because it's too much like gambling. Well, because casinos had put it into their place as gambling. Yeah. So you Well, can't we were have getting tickets. With kids around. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, it is massively addictive. It really is. Yeah. Now, this game has a similar mechanic because you have little stones that you can push off of this ledge. And this, you put little stones that are represented by these little, little wooden round discs. discs. Yeah. On this the platform. Quarry. And mm-hmm. I just did air quotes because no one can see me. But anyhow. Oh, I saw them. Thank you. They were delightful. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you put them in the little quarry section and then you take a little push stick with a flat edge and and put one of your stones down yeah. to try and push other stones off the opposite end. And what do you get when you push these stones off the end? You get actual little t- stone tiles instead of the discs. A little cardboard shit that's a size of stone that's that somewhat shit. comparable. Oh. <laughs> Can we say that on this podcast? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, it's a chit. Yeah, let's not... Okay, little cardboard tile that looks like an actual paver stone. A chit. And those are used to go to make a road. Okay? Why is that word make you uncomfortable? Shut up. There's three sections of this road <laughs> yeah. that you're going to build. The first section goes to the first city. The next section goes to the next city. Each one becomes longer as you go, too. Right. And there's more points on the line every time you go to a new one. Right. But you have to go to the quarry first. Yeah. Get your stones to make your tiles. Yeah. So every turn you, you, road, you take a card that gives you stones. You take the stones, if you desire, on your turn and put them into the quarry by pushing them with this little pusher into this pile of this little, like, line of stones. Whatever falls off the other end becomes stone, like, stone tiles that you can use on the road to pave the road. The first person to go down the road and complete the road wins. But it splits up up twice. Not necessarily. You don't necessarily win because you get points for doing lots of different things. In our games, every time that person won. Well... Yeah, but we only actually ended up playing three times. Why is that, Nicole? Because it's not a great two-player game. We played it once with Matt and Brianna, and we all had fun playing it. It was enjoyable. It was, you know, you couldn't exactly tell who was going to win it all the time, Mm -hmm. and it it was fun, but it definitely needs at least three players, if not four, to be fun. Yeah. So while it's not necessarily going to leave our collection, because it's definitely unique... It's probably not going to come out for yeah. just you and I to play. It's or for Fred and I to play. Eh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I 
well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. We were right. listening. All well, I'm I'm listening to you talk to them. People listening. I don't know who's listening. But. Four, but the uh, <laughs> what I what we discovered was is that this game as a two player game. You know, sometime around the second section, who's winning? Yeah, and then and you basically no proceed way. to cuss that person out for the entire third no, section. You don't. You just know you're not going to win. Oh wait, and Nicole. You... Nicole knows she's not going to win, and I cuss out Nicole the entire last section. Family show. Stop it. Don't make me angry. I'm not cussing you out now. Oh my god. Anyway, we will never record Moving that right. game as a two-player game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm Moving saying. Right along. Uh, so we only played that three times. And I know yeah. this is supposed to be a five for five, but at you know sometimes you just have to cut your losses. Yes. I mean, five for five, yes, gets those rules in your head, but the whole point of the five for five is to learn it well enough so that you can pick it up again later and just give a quick refresh to the rules and be able to actually play it. Well, in in three games, we learned well enough that this needs we, to be more people than two. Yeah, and there's, I mean, it's not that difficult. It's it's, it's pretty super simple. easy, so yeah. it's not like. It's not like two more playthroughs was really going to benefit Correct. either one of us. It was just actually probably going to make us not enjoy the game so much. So yeah. stop while we're ahead. Leave it where we actually enjoy the game because it is an, it's a fun mm-hmm. mechanic. I like it. It's not bad. But not for two players. Yep. Uh, another game we played is a what I consider like a modern classic. I think everyone else would. Ninja? No. <laughs> No, we played Race for the Galaxy. Yeah, Race for the Galaxy is really good. <laughs> Race for the Galaxy, we actually got through it five times. Yes, absolutely. And uh, this game is a role selection game. This, and by that, I mean that you uh, have some sort of uh, some sort of activity or some sort of action you can take every turn. But yes. you do that action, you give that action the base idea of that action to every player at the table. However, you get some sort of slight bonus. By taking that action. By choosing that action. Correct. For instance, like if you were to develop some sort of technology in the game, you would develop the technology at a cheaper cost than everyone else, but everyone else has the opportunity to develop that technology as well. Right. Now, this is one of these games where you get a hand of cards, and you're picking a card to play out of your hand, and the rest of the cards in your hand become currency to pay for that card. Yeah. Which is cool. Was that the dog? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what is she doing? She just looked out the window. All right. So, <laughs> but it sounded weird, right? But anyways, the, uh, yeah, so you pay for, so you're, you're seeing like, you'll have a card of seven hands or hands of, <laughs> if I mean that, <laughs> you'll have, wholeheartedly. Seven, yeah, cards you'll have seven cards in your hand and you'll, you'll say, I want to play this one card and all six of your other cards will go away to play that one card. Right. And then everything else you do is like trying to build back up those cards. Yes. And you have like a basic action that's explore where you get more cards into your hand. Right. Uh, you have. Uh, the develop. You have you know, develop, which develops technology. You have settle, yeah. where you settle planets. Right. Uh, once you settle planets, you can use those to develop uh, or to produce, to goods, produce goods, and then yeah. you can sell the goods as mm-hmm. well. That's another action. So there's like basically five different things you can do, but there's like a sixth but thing or something But there's some variations yeah. on them. Now this I know game... there's a production phase too. There's production of those goods so that you can sell them in the consume phase. Correct. So this game is, it's actually a fairly cheap game now. This it's been game... around for a while. It's really good, but oh my gosh, it definitely benefits from a five for five. Yeah. Because there even even after we, we played like a couple games of it and then we didn't play it for a while. Yeah. And then we came back to it. Mm-hmm. 
And the symbols, oh my goodness, there's so many symbols and they get kind of confusing. This game actually has like a help sheet. It has like a sheet that, like a a little player aid and it's two-sided. And one side, it tells you how the game's basically played and tells you what the phases are. The other side is completely dedicated to symbols. But here's what's hilarious (laughs) about that. I forgot that was on there. Here's No, but that's because that's, here's what's hilarious. Half the symbols aren't even on that. Yeah. So you've got an entire player aid that couldn't cover all of the symbols that are in the game that are on these cards to understand. And this game is notorious for being a game that people will not play, like experienced players will not play with people who haven't played before because it's, there's so much to understand. And if you do not have like a base level knowledge, it's not worth playing. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. It's worth teaching. It's just like if it was a group of four. Yeah. No. Well, do you think that if I put this on the table with Matt and Brianna or whoever and said, okay, we're going to play this tonight, do you think that they would have a prayer of competing with us? Competing with us? No. Yeah. Which is why people who want you know to play the it. game wouldn't do well, it. Well, yeah, but I'm not that competitive. I like to play to have fun. I don't care if I win or lose. And then if we played with them once... Teach a person to play Look, a Matt game. Matt likes to win. Okay. And they can eat tonight. No, I don't know. <laughs> Matt so, likes to win. Matt does like to win, but Matt needs to learn how to play first. No. He wants to win. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like that game. Race what? for the Galaxy is really cool. I, I mean, I, I honestly, when we started playing it, I was like thinking, I don't know if I need to keep this game. Because I, really? I, I had had it for over a year and we hadn't played it. Well... Like okay. two years and we hadn't played it. And the reason so? being is because I looked at the, the list of symbols and was like, this is pointless. I'm not going to try to teach this to Nicole. Well, that was a mistake because this game is not that bad. If you want a simpler version of this game, all you have to do is play what? That one game. Puerto Rico. Is it Puerto not Rico? Not Puerto Rico. Oh, no. Puerto Rico is a variant of the same game. <laughs> but San no, Juan. San, San Juan is another yeah. one just like this Which I well. played on the iPad. Yeah. So, and... San Juan's a card game, just like Race for the Galaxy. But we've never played it in real life. Well, we played it on the on the iPad. I would right, say it's that's not simpler. real life. That's it's computer. way simpler version of this game. It's been sure. re-released recently. I don't know if I'd prefer it over it. I don't know. The bad part of all those type of games is the shuffling. There is a lot of shuffling because yeah. you're spending lots of cards, and if, right. if your opponents, uh, I mean, if you were playing a four-player game of that, oh my gosh, I would have shuffled a deck of like. Probably close to a hundred cards, probably five, six times. Well, at least. I mean, I shuffled it. I shuffled it That's usually one, one to two times with you and I. It would definitely benefit from, you know, card sleeves because of the amount of time you have to spend shuffling things up. Yeah. Now this game, I mean, this game's been around quick. for a while too, so I can't speak for any of the expansions. They may add enough cards that you don't have to shuffle in a two-player game. Well, this is just the base game, though. Here's what I'll say though: Race for the Galaxy does work really well as a two-player game. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, and really well, really well. Liked it a lot. Yeah, as does Suburbia, and and Shadowrun works pretty well as a two-player as well. Yeah, I thought so. <coughs> Not via Appia. Okay, so, so the who, last who one. Won? No, no, no. Who oh, won? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, in Race for the Galaxy, I won again. Three right, or two. Exactly. Just had to point that out. Okay, moving on. Gee whiz. <laughs> okay, so far. Ninja. Okay, so then then we played Ninja. Now, this is this game called Ninja the Scorpion Clan or something like that, or Legend of the Scorpion Clan. Okay. Now, this is a hidden movement game. Yes. And it's, it's a miniature-based hidden movement game. So you've got this big gridded-off map. Of like a some sort of palace, like a you know Japanese palace with a moat, and sort you're of. one player's playing a couple of ninjas who 
who are sneaking in, and the other players playing like 15 guards that are trying to guard this palace. And there's secret stuff that gets shuffled up and put around this map. This game, I'm just going to preface this right now with, we played this one time. Yep. I'm also going to say up front that we bought this game extremely discounted at Gen Con, and we kind of knew before we went in that there was a reason why. Yeah. We played this one time because this was not fun. It was not fun. There was nothing that I had fun with. It was really average. Now, this is by a company, AEG, who makes one of our favorite games, Thunderstone. Yeah. They do a lot of really good games. Yeah. They do. I didn't know it was AEG. That, I think they're responsible for Love Letter, right? They, well, are they responsible for that game, or did they just like buy it when somebody else's license expired? I think or that's something? pretty much how it always works. Someone made it made a. I don't think it was a license expired. I think someone made a game and they said, "Hey, here's a lot like very little money for your ninja game." I Hopefully. hope they didn't spend a lot. I really, I did not like. I just God, even you'd keep telling me, "Okay, well, we need to play it and reverse the roles so that you know you're." Yeah. You're guarding the palace and I'm sneaking in or whichever yeah. which way we didn't do it. And every time you talk about having to play it, it felt like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to, eh, this yeah. is awful. This we came fun. down. We came down to, we had completed, you know, Shadowrun, Suburbia, and Race for the Galaxy. And via Appia, we both agreed, was not worth playing two more times as a two-player game. But we know we like it. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we're keeping it. Once again, despite what Board Game Geek says, I don't care. That is not a two-player game. I That's agree. a three minimum. Yes. It should say horrible with two players. Yeah. Or not fun with two players. <laughs> don't, but, don't, don't do it. But, yeah. But, but Ninja, Ninja... It's only a two-player. It's only a two-player game. There's no other option. I thought that you could play, like, you could split the teams up in an even number of four. Can so you? one person would play one Ninja and the other person would play the other Ninja. Ugh. You could do that if you wanted to. But... This is not worth playing. I didn't think so either. And, and I'm, and you know, I'm a theme guy. And you this love had, theme. I know I had tons of themes. Yeah, this you get I to felt out, like a little ninja trying to. Yeah, you get to outfit your little ninjas and, with smoke bombs and, and I shurikens. Still didn't care. And, there was a secret passage and everything, and I didn't care. Yeah. How can you not care about a secret passage and ninjas? I know it should have been fun, but there was just something missing. I don't know. I think it was random. Ugh. I think it wasn't random enough. Like when you when you attack the samurais, you didn't feel like you had a battle with a samurai. You just were like, "Oh, I play this ninja star, yeah. you're dead." Yeah, that you're yeah, yeah. I think that's what it that is. mechanic was boring and they, God, it's such it's a game that could have been awesome. It needed a well, different mechanic for combat. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, here's something too as well. That's the kiss of death for a game, especially a two player game. We tied. Yeah. I hate that. We tied. There's no tiebreaker. This is a no. two-player game. You and another person sit down and play a game. And by design, this is a two-player game. I guarantee it. And they say, oh, sure, you can tie. And the yeah, way no. we tied was you accomplished one mission and your other mission failed. Because you had two ninjas, two missions. One of them succeeded. One of them failed. We tied. Oh, that felt great. I'm glad we wasted two hours to tie. To tie. With no tiebreaker. Maybe we should have just watched a movie instead. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. A samurai movie would have been better. And right? I don't even like samurai movies that much. Yes. We could have watched Inception again. We could have watched a Shokasuji movie. Who? 
<laughs> Shokasuji is my favorite ninja from the 80s. He's this, this, I thought it was Jackie Chan. No, from the 80s. Oh, I don't know, whatever. Ninja from the 80s. What do I know? Yeah. He, did, he did Revenge of the Ninja, and he did Enter the Ninja. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what else he did. Something the Ninja, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shokasuji. Okay. He was amazing. But anyways, yeah, so we played that game for like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, and we tied. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. That's unacceptable in a two-player game. Agreed. So, so we're not playing it again. So it at this point, even though we call it five for five, if, I mean, honestly, if, you know, we're trying to play a game five times, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, but I'm not going to torture myself. But if the game shows like an obvious reason why we shouldn't complete it, we don't complete it. Right. I don't think playing that four more times is going to make like endear ninja to me. I don't know. Somebody would have to literally come in and say, you totally screwed this part up. You missed this. This makes the game. They, I would have to play it with somebody who's practiced, knows how, and have them go, this is why it's awesome. And I don't think anybody's going to be able to do that with that game. So I don't think there's any reason to play it again. No, I'm done. I think it's on our sell list. Oh, God. Not but, that anybody's going to buy it after listening to our poor review. <laughs> but that does bring us to the end of our... Five for five update. Now, we're we, not going to tell you. We do have five more games that what we picked. What we're doing. However, you're going to have to tune into episode seven when we give you another five for five update that tells you the next five games and why we picked them. But, or maybe eight. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Definitely tune in, though. <laughs> All right, Nicole. So what happened? What happened? We actually got a question. Yay. You know what that means, right? I think you do. What? It's new jingle time. I love new jingle time. Inspired by ACDC, we got answers. question comes from Glenn and I think you might remember in an episode you asked about people asked for people to write in about two uh or two player games yeah because you play games with uh Angela I do at lunch lunch, don't you Uh uh-huh sometimes you asked in now not lately but yeah most of the time Glenn actually wrote in and he gave you quite a list of under 60 minute games and you could address these as as I read them off he says here's a few of his favorites uh he's got love letter citadels jaipur Space Hulk, Death Angel, the card game, and Morel's Archaeology or Targi. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of, I, <laughs> a lot of games. <laughs> Evidently, Glenn has a pretty good collection of two-player games. Apparently. <laughs> so, what do you, what on that list do you think you would play? Well, we we actually have Archaeology. Yeah. And we actually have the Space Hulk game. Both good. Yeah. Even though Space Hulk, I I don't think we I've never won have that won. Ever. Yeah. So <laughs> and I've played that extensively. Yeah. So I think I think uh, I, we're definitely going to play archaeology, 
And then... Well, Archaeology I've played quite a bit. I know. I've played probably three times. I haven't played not it that much. I've played it a couple times. I'm probably you. like ten times on Death Angel and not one yet. And I've probably... I'm probably three times with Archaeology. I think I'm only like twice on Archaeology then. Okay, well luckily I fit in a game without, without you. Because no, you played it without me. You always do that. <laughs> but anyhow, so I'm going to take that one. But then I looked well, up and that... Well, in Love uh, Letter as well we have. We do, but can you... Pl- I didn't think that was a two-player. It's not really. I think it's actually supposed to be kind of a three-player. Maybe it's two. I don't know. I don't know. Have we ever played it with two? No. Maybe we should try it. No, but I was really thrilled, you know, with Love Letter because I... I That's a fun I game. played it on a game site, or like on a job site with another guy that we were, you know, I was working with. It works for another company, and, and he, you know, sent me a text a few weeks later saying that he had actually purchased Love Letter and I got him hooked. So it kind of kind of warmed my heart to think that I maybe uh, made this guy start playing like some games again and actually, you know, engaging in social experiences. With Without people. you even. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's even better. <laughs> I'm just thinking that some guy said, who's this guy? And he said, oh, he's this guy that I worked with. And now he, he made me, he introduced me to this card game, you know. Yeah. That's cool. So whenever I looked over, I, I saw him the other day driving through Kansas City. I just ran into the guy and I look over and I see him and I think... And I, and I waved to him and said, hi, we're, we're having a hor- horribly dangerous conversation driving down the highway <laughs> <clears throat> with the windows down. He was coming back from Miami from another job he did. But all I could think, you know, right after he rolled up the window and drove on was, I wonder if he played Love Letter with that guy next to him. And I wonder if that guy is going to buy it. I hope so. I hope so. You know? Or one of the many, many versions of it that are out now. <laughs> Enough about me again. Anyway. What did uh, What did you find on those? We got Citadels, uh, Jaipur, I want to try Morels, Citadels, and Tarji. That Jaipur, I think, uh, looks like the next one that I'll probably purchase, though. Really? Yeah. It looked interesting. What was that one like? I don't know. I can't... I didn't really, like, look at it in depth. I just looked at it <clears> and went, huh. And it got really good reviews on really? Amazon, too. So, huh. it looks interesting. Well, there you go. So that definitely, you're going to purchase that game. Yeah, I think so. See, there you go. Well, thanks for your uh, suggestion, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, and also, Glenn <laughs> did ask a second question. That's what's amazing. So, well, he, so he didn't ask a second question. He answered a question, and then he asked a question. Which was what did he answer? My question. Oh, I he asked did. He asked, answered he your question, ask. but he asked actually asked a question to us. I know that's what I said. <clears throat> so the next question he asked was, "Any heads up on what?" You're gonna- <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> Any heads up on what you guys might do a playthrough on in the next episode? And he, he suggested three games. He suggested Castles of Bad King Ludwig, Ninjato, or Dungeon Pets. Now, we when I looked up these games, I, I looked them up. We don't have any of these games. And I looked them up. Now, Castles of Mad King Ludwig is notoriously similar to a game we already have. Which is? It's uh, Suburbia. Oh, okay. I like Suburbia. Yeah, I know. We but both it's a thinker. Re- I know, but and, and supposedly Mad King Ludwig is like the flashier, light, lighter version of Suburbia. But Thank I don't you. know if I need that next necessarily. Well, I'd play it. I don't know. <coughs> I found Suburbia pretty easy. I, I found it, it thinky, but I mean, well, did I? Did I? I didn't sweep you in that. You didn't sweep me. That's right. Me. You beat me in game three. Shut up. <laughs> but anyways, the. Uh, but Ninjato is a worker placement game set in sort of feudal era Japan. And I thought, what do we have like that? Ido. That's right. We have Ido. That's and a we fun love one. that game. That's a really good game. We need to play that again. Now, I looked at reviews of Ninjato, and it looks like it's really popular. But Ido's. That's really thinky, too, though. Oh, I love Ido, though. I know. But us thinking. I, I, you know... Here's what us thinking sounds like. <clears throat> huh. Well, I could do. 
No, I don't want to do that. Well, I know what you could do. No, I, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you about it anyways. Yeah, see, that's not very exciting, see, is it? Yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh, but here's the thing is that, that I already get like a really full experience off of that theme in Edo. I mean, I, actually, when I finish that game, I feel like, wow, I just had a nice game. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And, and Ninjato may give me that and, or not. I mean, I looked it up. I looked up a video of it, and it looked like they were putting shurikens, like they had these little shuriken action tokens and stuff. And, and I mean, it looked thematically pretty cool. But I wonder still. if it's got like a little story to go with it or something, though, because we always we can make that fun. I don't know. I don't know. It it's still it still could come around. Here's the good news: is the one game on that list that we didn't own that was actually on my list to purchase was Dungeon Pets because we don't have anything like it. That's right. We don't have a game where we raise monsters to sell to dungeon lords. No, but I I played the Pokemon. Well, no, actually, what I played was Pokemon Snap on Nintendo sixty four. It was <laughs> fun. Ridiculous. You got to take pictures of all the little Pokemon. It was well, fun. Here's the thing: the is the better that, your that... picture, the higher your score. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. My goodness! Poof and you, game. you floated down the little river, taking picture Poof. of the Snorlax. Poof game. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the good news is 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 I actually Glenn's comment actually got me to go ahead and, and purchase Dungeon Pets. And I'm excited about it. Now, I've already played the game through once solo I have to learn. Not. And and I mean, this is funny. If you go on to Amazon and you look at Dungeon Pets, it is dense. There are yeah. people like that give it negative reviews all over the place. This is this is once again Vlada Shavadal. And he's he the does. guy who did Dungeon Lords. He did Mage Knight, the played, board game. Which I've not played. I've played both of them. Uh, he did Galaxy Trucker. I like that one. That now, was fun. Our history with Vlada is in our collection is we have we have Mage Knight, the board game, which Nicole quite a few years ago, like the year it came out, quit after trying to learn the rules with me and said, figure I, it out and maybe I'll play it. I don't even remember opening the box. It was rough. It was a long time we, ago. We probably spent over an hour and didn't, still didn't know how to play the game and you bailed on was me. Was that because you were trying to teach <laughs> me at the time that you were trying to learn it? Because you can't do that. I think I had like about maybe 40% of the rules down no, and that was cannot, not good enough. You cannot do that <laughs> with me. You know better. Well, anyways, so then... We we got I got Galaxy Trucker Trucker the Anniversary Edition like on some cool stuff blowout sale, and and we like that game quite a bit. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. I mean, but you have to understand that you're going to work really hard, and then Cruel Fate is going to intervene and just destroy your ship. That's the only way I ever have a shot. Is what? fate? No, flipping the pieces. No, anyhow. <laughs> but anyways, so I actually went ahead and picked up Dungeon Pets. I know. And then I played it by myself, right. and then I tried to explain it to Nicole, and you should have seen the glazed look that just went over her face while I was trying to explain it, and I was like, yep, she's completely tuned out, and I'm still talking. <laughs> I look like a donut. <laughs> she's just sitting there looking at me. I could probably wipe the drool off her chin right now, and she just sits there waiting for me to shut mm, up. Donut. <laughs> and, and so finally, I, I realized that, you know, even though I had got through it, that she... Uh, she had actually, like, uh, you know, it was probably, probably you know, it's deserved its reputation hard. as a fairly complex game. It, there's just a whole lot going on. Yeah. I will, I'll, I'll look at the rules, yeah. and then we'll we'll play that one. But it's on our list. Now, this is something, that, I mean, most likely, I mean, not every time, but most likely we will get that to the table and, and possibly, you know, we'll record it and feature it. Yeah. So, once again, thanks again so much for writing in, Glenn. You are well on your way to replacing Matt as our show favorite. I know. 
Now, <laughs> Matt if, doesn't like to give us questions. Now, don't forget everyone else listening. If, if you want to replace Matt or Glenn as a potential candidate for favorite of the show, <laughs> feel free to write us questions or comment when we ask them on Twitter or Facebook. I mean, I mean, that's that's how you get this kind of time. Or send us an email. <laughs> we have we have email addresses, and so far the only emails I get are Fred sending me things and me going test. Yep, still works. Yes, <laughs> so it still works, and uh, that's our question first question segment. So there you go. Back to our our, our topic of our episode this week is uh, that we went on vacation to Phoenix, and you purchased a game. Yeah. And you purchased a game about what? Scoville. Yeah. It's about hot peppers. Oh, we'll think about that. Just a second. All these games happen. Okay, so when we were in Tucson, what's we it's we flew Southwesty theme? Well, yeah, we flew into Phoenix and yes. we went to Tucson. We had to rent a car and drive to Tucson from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in Tucson, we were uh, we stayed with my parents mm-hmm. and my brother. It was yes. like this weird thing. I mean, we're we're you know we're well beyond the age of having family vacations, and this is one of these weird random things where we just all of a sudden have a family vacation. Well. We don't For have my family. kids, and your brother doesn't have kids, and so we're still the kids, so we went on vacation Weird, with right? your parents. Now, uh, <laughs> we stayed near a national park. Was it, uh, is it Sawara National Park? Is that how you pronounce it? Isn't it Sonora. named after? Sonora? Yeah. Is it? Is that what the cactuses are you called? You were supposed to know this. No. There were Saguaro cactuses in oh. the Sonora Desert. Okay. So the Sonora yes. National Park is where we were. Surrounded by Sonoran Desert yes. cactus. Right. <laughs> okay. If you don't know what a Samara cactus is, this is one of these cactuses that you see in like a Roadrunner cartoon. The ones that the, have like the arms. Yeah, the big arms. And they usually the wear a little sombrero or a little hat on the cactus to make it look like it's alive. They do that. I've seen them. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. The uh... <laughs> There were no hats on any of the cactus that we saw. Correct. Uh, now, we got there and we, uh, of course, this was a national park. So we did a lot of trails, and we did, uh, you know, we we went to an, a their national park. <laughs> well, they, they had like a like they had a visitor center, the, right? It was the uh, the museum, though. It was the desert museum. Yeah. Oh, like, you're talking the first day just to walk around. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a national park because we got in for free because your parents had like now, oh no it was a uh, it was President's Day weekend yeah. And they have free admission to national parks on now, now on the, holidays. The first thing I noticed about this area, which is in Tucson, it's like the west side of Tucson. Yes. Maybe it's southwest, but it's it's west. Yeah. Well, we were in the southwest, yeah. thus the theme. The first thing I noticed was is that this is not a hospitable countryside at all. Like if you in general, if you closed your eyes and started walking in a straight line, you would walk into thorns. Oh with, yeah. <laughs> with, in like 10 seconds. Yeah, that was Fred's big thing was how much would it take for <laughs> for you to just <laughs> wear shorts, <laughs> close your eyes, and walk that way? How much would I have to pay you and how far would you go? Yeah, I mean, it's it's because it's because it's a disaster wherever you walk. Yeah, it's dangerous. There's small spiny things. There's and medium there's... spiny things. There's spiny things that are kind of tall but break off when you walk by them. Yeah. There's giant, you know, three-armed <laughs> spiny things. There's like... Vines that are spiny. It's off the it's charts dangerous. inhospitable. Yeah. And the fact and that then, Tucson exists in this area just just a 
amazes me. Well, and then once you get past all the spiny things, yeah. there's going to be a scorpion or a rattlesnake. Yeah. Or a Gila monster. Yeah. Or <laughs> some other various lizard or something that can kill you. The Gila, no- Gila monster is probably not going to kill you. Probably not. But the rattlesnake. But the rattlesnakes will get could you. Potentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of them down there. I think they have five different species of rattlesnakes. No, there was a lot more than that. You didn't listen well on the tour. I, you know, sometimes I don't listen on the tour. But the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, we, we went to this... Uh, we went on a walk the first day, which I kind of noticed how spiny everything was and how just ridiculous this area was. Oh, that was cool. I mean, the though. trail was was fine, but you're, you're like, bordered by, like, pain yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Right? It was cool. And then you'd end up like on some sort of like uh you know, taller spot and you take a big take a couple pictures of how beautiful everything looks from up high. Mm-hmm. And then you walk back through the paint. Right. And then <laughs> the next day we went to this uh we went to the actual museum. The, they called it a museum, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, desert museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well this was more like a zoo. It was. It was kinda like a zoo. And the reason it's more like a zoo, now this place is cool. I'm I'm serious. Oh, it was it's super cool. It's really cool because you the first thing we started off doing was was this raptor show. Yeah. And by raptor show, I mean, of course, I mean birds. Right. And these birds well, there's are... There's not like like velociraptors out there. Yes. I mean, it's not, not Jurassic Park. Correct. And these birds would fly around like the people because they'd put little meat on like little sticks and stuff that were sticking up around the viewing mm, area. Meat on sticks. And I've, you know, they're flying within inches of each of, of people's heads, including yeah. mine. Yeah, and they they give you like a big warning at the beginning. Do not put your hands above your head. Yeah, the birds will knock into them. Don't put your camera up. Mm-hmm. Just be careful because if you if a bird hits you, it's gonna get scared and it's not gonna fly over people's heads anymore. So just yeah, don't and, do it. And the only story I have about that is I have I had a buddy who who worked whose wife worked at a reco- animal recovery center, and she uh, had a protective glove on for one of the hawks. And she accidentally lowered her arm while she was picking something up off the ground with a hawk on her glove. And when she lowered her arm, the hawk took one step off and the talon went straight to her bone on her arm. That's nasty. Because that's how hard they grab. Yeah. And your arm is not a suitable perch for a hawk. No. Not at all. No. Maybe your parakeet, but not a hawk. No. <laughs> so anyways, we got to we got to be sit there in the middle of those, and then we got to go around, we got to see a rattlesnake show, mm-hmm. you know, and then we got to go back to the raptor show in the afternoon, which had all different birds. Yeah, owls uh, and craziness. It was super cool. cool. It was very cool. Now, and there was a chipmunk. Oh, that chipmunk oh, was, was so, so amazing. Cute. Wasn't it great? It was super cute. No, no, I don't even chipmunk. remember this chipmunk. You don't remember the chipmunk? <laughs> no. How can you not remember the chipmunk? Which one was it? It was the one that was up on the rock. And I went, hello, Chippy. And it came running down and it kind of just kept like like getting at the glass. Like that's pawing right. at the glass now trying to get out to see me, to this, be my friend. That's when my mom titled you Chipmunk Whisperer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some guy there taking video going, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this before. And like the entire room of people yes. was watching me with this chipmunk. Yeah. So, I mean, if you get a chi- if you get out on YouTube and some guy actually posts a chipmunk whispers video. That might be me. That might be Nicole. That <laughs> <laughs> was so cute. I don't know. But anyways, the uh, we went through that whole zoo and of course, you know, we went to some other things. But uh, specifically, we were in this sort of uh, hot area. Yeah. Now... By being in this hot area, we, you know, experienced, of course, some of the sort of, you know, sort of the border culture between the United States and Mexico. And we, we tried, like, for instance, uh, margaritas. We watched the sun come down and we had we tried drinks. margaritas. And we had these margaritas that were like, well, they were well, award yeah, they were different. Yeah. 
They were really expensive. They well, yeah. These were fifteen dollar margaritas. Okay, well that we 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 went up on the hill at the Marriott, yeah, which was an expensive hotel, and watched the sunset. We didn't stay at the Marriott. We, we stayed did with not my folks. Stay at the I was sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Just you know, what a joy! But the. <laughs> But yeah, that was part of our of our sunset romantic, not romantic with parents, but you and I were sitting next to each other. Romantic. You and my view. brother held hands. That was no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we sat there and we just had a couple cocktails yeah. and watched the sunset and ate nachos. These cocktails were really expensive, but this is what was funny is that this is the first margarita I've ever had that had jalapeno juice in it. Yeah. So it was hot. It was hot. It was delicious, though. It was, like, really fruity well, mine, and tangy, yeah. and it was hot. Yeah, so your brother just got the regular margarita. Doesn't lemon juice, like, reduce heat? Lime is what they put in it, but... Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, well, I, think, I think it's, like, citrus juices will reduce heat. Maybe. Like, that may have been just sizzling exactly hot, but I was getting expert. countered. Mine had blackberries in it. Yours had blackberries in it. it blackberries and, then and the jalapeno, jalapeno juice. And, and then mine had, mine had chipotle pepper in it, I thought. Didn't it? I can't remember. But I know it had some jalapeno in it, but then it had strawberry, and the strawberry really toned it down. Yours was voted most flavorful. Mine was voted the best. Keith's was most traditional. Yeah. Mine was the the dud. And your parents got (laughs) wine, so there's that. This place is pretty cool. Uh, This Marriott, you you got, they did like a little tequila toast with a weird story that... Oh, it was fun. Don't don't tell the story in case anybody goes there. I won't tell Go the to story. the Marriott, do the little. But they tell the story, and toast. they actually passed so out a free little tequila shot to everybody who was sitting at the bar at that time. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was such a good time. Yep, pretty cool. But it was expensive. Absolutely. The other thing I can think of a note. Well, I mean, you got to have wiener well, then, schnitzel because we were out west far enough. Yeah. Right? Well, see, that was like your parents. <laughs> I love your parents, but they're yeah. crazy when it comes to food, and yeah. they're they don't eat as much as we do. Mm-hmm. So we got nachos to split between the five of us, and your well, your brother got a bowl of soup. This is a nachos that Nicole and I would have split by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely, sure. definitely. Yeah, but that was dinner, so no, we were both still hungry <laughs> after the nachos. Um, so we went ahead and went to Wiener Schnitzel because we don't have Wiener Schnitzel in Kansas City. I, I got to say my re- my review of Wiener Schnitzel right now. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it's schnitzel. It's delicious. <laughs> you enjoyed your sandwich. You had the pickle in the middle of the, of the oh, sausage. God. If it was down the road, I probably wouldn't go. I'd probably go, I'd probably drive right past it to a Sonic and oh get the chili goodness. cheese dog. With onions and mustard. I liked my wiener schnitzel. I thought it was delightful. Well, that that that's how... I mean, obviously, we, we differ in that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we also had some weird dried beef. What was that dried beef stuff called? Do you even know? It was... I don't oh, know. Oh, God. No, I don't. Let me, where's my phone? These guys dry beef. The, this restaurant we went to, they dry the beef. like On the roof. On the roof. And they, they uh, spice it up like crazy and they dry it until it's the consistency. Now, this is the best way to describe it. This beef, first of all, was really delicious once you mixed it with anything. If you put moisture with it at all, it just came alive in your mouth. So you put like a little sour cream with it or salsa with it or whatever. And you would eat this sort of dried beef that was on the side of the plate. Now, this was on a platter. But this dried beef, uh, the best way to describe it was the consistency of, and I don't know if anybody on on this podcast listening will remember this, but they used to do a faux sort of chewing tobacco that was made out of beef jerky. It was beef jerky. It was not chewing tobacco. But it's a faux. It was back in the day when you could have like candy cigarettes and fake 
Like Big League Chew. You can't have Big League Chew and fake cigarettes anymore? I don't know if you can, actually. How are we supposed to get our kids to smoke? Oh, shut up. <laughs> don't smoke. It's bad. <laughs> I wouldn't smoke. I didn't smoke. I never smoked a cigarette because I ate a candy cigarette, though. Oh, I did. Oh, you It was ridiculous. either that or you playing even... in a rock and roll band, one or the other. <laughs> Which one do you think it was? I'm going to say candy cigarettes. Yeah. They have more money. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Anyhow, but yeah, they there was, it was shredded beef jerky. Yeah. That's, but, I mean, this stuff is, it wasn't beef jerky. It's dried, well, it, it was spiced was. It was considerably of, differently, but the consistency yeah. was the same as that stuff that was in that little, that little skull can kind of thing. It was Yeah. It was carne seca. Yeah. It Which was, literally translate to dried meat. It was really good. I don't remember the name of the restaurant. It's a Sonoran dish indigenous to the Tucson area. There you go. See, this is something you have to go to Tucson to get if you want the real deal. If you want the fake deal, I'm sure there's plenty of restaurants all over the coast. I don't think there serve is. those up. <laughs> no, they're saying you have to go there. It's like, you can't, on the coast, with the moisture, you can't dry beef <laughs> with, those with the moisture. Which ones? On the coast, it's damp. There's like seawater and oh. stuff. Maybe it's a desert-only dish. It's a desert thing. Well, then you can probably get it in L.A. No. L.A.'s basically a desert on the coastline. Not at night. It gets cold and and damp. That, that's just sort of comparatively cold. <laughs> well, I, anyway. Moving right Anyway, so yeah, it was, it was really fun to have that. Uh, and I don't know what the restaurant <clears throat> was called either, but... It, oh, El Charo. Oh, it was good. I liked it a lot. El Charo. There you go. We pimped a, a Mexican restaurant right it there. It was good. So anyways, uh, that's that's basically what we did there. But also, because we are out of town, we are going to introduce a news segment this time. And it is called Road Store Review. Hey, guys. Welcome back from vacation. Hey, thanks. Yeah, thanks. So what did you do in Texas? Did you go to NASA? Yeah, it was really cool. We found a small board game shop down the street afterwards. Okay, where else did you go? You know what? We went to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah? How was that? It was awesome. We found a great game store with plenty of stock and table space nearby. Uh, We went to the Alamo. It felt really historic. Let me guess. There was a great game store? There's no game store at the Alamo. Here is a road store review. All right. So in Tucson, we visited actually four game stores, didn't we, Nicole? Yes. Now, the first place we did on the first day, this is we we're barely in town. We're such gluts. We've been up since the crack of dawn. Yeah, we, we fly got up on at a like red eye. Two thirty in the morning. Yeah, and we we drive all the way from Phoenix to Tucson in this rental car, which is like how well, many before hours? Before we even did that, we stopped at a place in Phoenix that wasn't open. So we'll come back to that. But it's like two hours drive. Yeah, from Phoenix to Tucson. Yeah, and my parents said it was an hour, which which is wrong. Which, when you're 100% off, that's not even close. That's awful. <laughs> okay? So we drive two hours to Tucson. Yes. And when we get there, we drive straight across town, and we realize that this town is a triangular-shaped town with one highway down the long side of the triangle. Which is the opposite end from where we want to be to get to the game store. Yep. And across town is all what we call, in Kansas City at least, probably all over the nation, traffic control lights, which is... You stop at every stoplight. Yeah. Or nearly ever. And they were, yeah, they were long stoplights. Now, we went to this place. It took us a long time to get across town, and we got to this place called Isle of Games. Yes. Now, Isle of Games was a really new store. It was really nice. Well, and the shopping center felt brand new, didn't it? It did feel pretty new. I don't know how old it was, though. They had, and, and they had a decent stock of games. Yeah. You know? Oh, they had a really good stock. And they had a couple guys working there, and the guys were helpful. Yeah. 
Very nice. Yep. And you ended up buying the game we played today. Yeah, Scoville. Yep. Which I thought was quite appropriate because of the whole Southwestern theme and you're making hot peppas. Yep. And so, we were, of course, when we bought this game, we had the intention of playing it with my folks. Which didn't happen because we were off doing other fun things and... Or watching Antique Roadshow. <laughs> we did not watch Antique Roadshow. No, but they did, didn't well, they? Well, yeah. That's why I went outside and sat on the patio because it was gorgeous out. Mm-hmm. It was 8 o'clock at night. I'm sitting on the patio looking at the stars in, you know, short sleeve shirt and thinking, oh, back home it's 8 degrees and snowing. <laughs> I know. It was awesome. So, it was pretty good. So Scoville Games, went with the theme. <laughs> yep. Isla Games, not too bad a game store. It's I liked good. it. I would go there again if it were closer. Yeah, if to I me. was a local, I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't have any problem going there. Oh, yeah, I liked sure. it. It was good. Even though it's clear across town from where we were. Yep. I'd still make the trip. Yeah, the next one we went to was uh, a place called... It was like a couple nights later, we went to Tucson Games and Gadgets. And you remember, uh, we took my brother with me with us to that. Yeah, he went with. And what what I noticed about this place is when I walked in, there was a lot of people playing. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Now, we visited Isle of Games in the middle of the afternoon, and gamer hours are pretty much like after Evenings. six, yeah. pretty much. Six on is what hours you have available to people who play games. Well, yeah. Yeah. So if you support that type of thing, you know, that, that play in store kind of mentality, then that's what that's the Usually, hours you're going yeah. to have or are going to be after that. That's why game stores don't open till like 11 or 12. Right. And this place, I mean, it didn't have quite the, the uh, I don't think the, the merchandise that, that Isle of Games had. But the staff was super nice. But yeah, everybody there was like ridiculously nice. Yeah, very helpful. Told us about specials that they had. Told yeah. us they have a ladies night, which is super cool. Or weird. No, it was cool. Oh. <laughs> it made me feel like I could go there and play games and be wanted and not be like, what are you doing here? You know? Because it's ladies night. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was cool. And that, that guy was, what was his name? Mark? I didn't meet him. I think his name was Mark. Yeah. I don't know. He talked to your brother and I for a while and it's just super nice. If your name's not Mark, we apologize. Yeah, I, I had Mark. I have, to, I have to apologize to the little kid who tried to play what he called army men with me. That I was with other people and I couldn't play, Aww. but he had he had like three six sided dice in his hands and he had gray army or like brown army men and green army men and he said he's like hey you want to play army men with me and I was like uh, buddy I'm here with some other people I can't really play army men with you now and he's like Aww. okay I got Aww. it all set up and I'm like I'm the worst person ever and I'm still gonna I didn't say even no know about that that's terrible <laughs> poor kid I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> See, I'd go to that store again too, though. They were just, they were so nice there. Yep. And, and yeah, it felt like a good place that you could play. So, right before we went to Wiener Schnitzel, though, we went to our third game store on our vacation. And uh, <coughs> that was a place called Amazing Discoveries. Yeah. Now, we tried to pull in there right after we went to Tucson Games and Gadgets. And it looked kind of like they were moving like in or moving out. Or, I don't know what was going on. We couldn't tell. Yeah. Because it looked kind of disheveled from the street. It and we, messed The up. next day we went in there and it said open. Yeah. And there were a bunch of guys playing magic in the, the gaps that were left for them by the stacks of games that were not shelved and sort of put on there. It was obvious that this store was in the middle of like a massive remodel. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly their fault that things were yeah. kind of chaotic. And it kind of made it impossible for us to shop there. It did make it impossible to shop. But... So, 
if we'd have been there the week before, the week after, I bet we wouldn't have had any problem. Yeah. And they, they, from what you could tell, it looked like they had a pretty decent selection of games. Yeah. It was just the way that everything was kind of just stacked to the side for now. Yeah. So that they could go ahead and open up the tables for their players. Was, well, and, and unfortunately, really cool. unfortunately, even though they had all those piles of games there, nobody even talked to me again. When That's I went true. In there. That's true. I Nobody's went in there and I tried anything. to shop around all the Magic players and nobody said one word to me and we just left. Yeah, I had one customer, just all he did was say, oh, sorry, excuse me, because he was bent over very awkwardly, and uh, I couldn't get around him. Yeah. And when he noticed I was there, he's like, oh, sorry, excuse me. And he's like, oh, no problem. Yeah. But And I mean, he was nice about it, but yeah, he's literally the only person in there that talked to me at all, that said anything <laughs> to me. But... And so the uh, the next day after that, we, wasn't it, was it early in the morning? I think yeah, so. Yeah, we we ran across town, like, Again. seeing even more of, of, of Tucson. And we got, get to a place, our fourth game store in Tucson. Now, the last one that we do in Tucson. Right. Called Hats Games. Yeah. Now, Hats Games, I got to preface this, or preface this with the, I with I went online and I looked at reviews of, of the stores just to see what I was getting into. Yeah. And Hats Games, it's fairly negatively reviewed. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And one of them said, this feels like a nerd's basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where people eat Doritos and drink Mountain Dew. I kind of, I don't, yeah. It, I'm going to say I fairly agree with that. I kind of do too. The kid, I mean, the guy did talk to us. And I bought something of, there and too. You did, yeah, you did. You bought something. I bought Valley of the Kings. Yeah, which we haven't played yet. Which is an AEG game. Okay, we need to play it. <laughs> I know. Not Deck tonight. builder. It's in, It's at the office. On it. It's on the Travis Fred queue. Oh, that's not fair. What? I want to play. <laughs> anyway, but um, that that store was weird from the get go, though, just because you pull up and then it's like three storefronts of uh -huh. hats, games, hats, games, games here, play games. Yeah. And it looks like this place looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. Why did it get re negatively reviewed? Uh huh. And then you walk in to the one door that you know is not please use yeah. next door, please use next door, and it's this teensy tiny little spit of a store yeah. with this guy in the middle who's wearing a shirt that I can't even you can't really call it a shirt anymore it he was wearing a rag he was literally wearing a rag I'm sorry <laughs> but he was wearing a hat he was wearing a hat yeah a hat and a rag <laughs> yeah which again you know whatever if you want to wear that at home fine don't throw that shirt out but going out, owning a store, running a store, running a register, he had the biggest hole in the side of his shirt. And only one side, too. It wasn't like a muscle shirt yeah. that he probably shouldn't have been wearing anyway. But at least you can tell, well, it's a muscle shirt. Okay, yeah. it's designed that way. No, he just had a big hole in one side of his shirt yeah. with his arm just kind of hanging out there. And then little tiny holes all around the bottom of it. Yeah. It was weird. It made you feel awkward. Well, it felt like absolutely not just the organization, but the staff were probably the least professional in town. And yeah. And it seemed like they, but on the counterpoint, they also had probably the most table space to play in. Yeah. Weird, right? It was And they, they also awkward. had, Hats Games focuses hard, like really hard on like Warhammer 40K yeah. and miniature based war games. Yeah. Where we they had are. a huge selection of that stuff. We are board gamers and we walked in there and we're like, wow, they've just got this little smattering of board games, sort of like a just in case somebody actually comes in and wants this, I'll have a few. Which I've kind of seen it before. I don't fault people for that. Yeah. But still, please put on a shirt. Yep. <laughs> so on the last day, we, about that. 
On our last day, we drove uh, two hours back to Phoenix and we hit the Game Depot for a second time because we got there too early on the time that we, you when know, we, got, into when town. we got into town. Yeah. And Game Depot was uh, fairly friendly. Oh, yeah. They were nice. Yeah. There was a, a lady who owned it. I can't remember her name. And she was really... Pat. Really, really talkative, was wasn't she? I think so. I think her name was Pat. Yep. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, she she talked to us, you know, in, in, yeah. at length. And uh, they had a pretty decent stock. They had kind of weird hours, though, didn't they? Well, she said that they'd been doing this for many, many, many years. Yeah. And that they're just kind of at the point where it's 7 o'clock. They're done. They're going to go home. So yeah. they close at 7. So they don't have gamer hours. They have they have hours where if you're a they gamer have hours. and well, you want to show up and get something, you could probably make it there after work. But yeah. you're not going to play that game there. Yeah, but she definitely seemed to know her stuff. She knew her stock. She knew yeah. that um, she thought that they were actually really low on stock. Mm-hmm. I thought they were doing okay on stock. Yeah, it seemed fairly well. Well, and she stocked. seemed knowledgeable too. I mean, I, th- <laughs> oh, yeah. I threw out a game. I, I was looking for uh, good cop, bad cop, and I threw out the name of that game. And she said, "Oh yeah, we had that in December, and it sold out. And we just for some reason have never thought about getting it back in. Yeah, I'm going to put it on our sheet to order. Yeah." And it was just like that. I mean, she seemed really confident in her business practices and, and her clientele and, you know, seemed to really have a good grasp on what was going on. Had a good selection. Yeah. They were doing a commercial like the day before we got there, too. And yeah. I forgot to look it up. I need to do that. So we'll look up their commercial, too. <laughs> well, and after, after that, we left all that delightful, warm climate and, and all the cactuses and desert life. And flew back here to Kansas City where it had snowed and, and sleeted all over our car. And I yeah. had an inappropriate coat at the time. And Well, yeah, because we didn't want to take super heavy coats to to Tucson and carry them around. We yeah. figured we'd just get in the car and it'd heat up. But the one thing we did have is we still brought home the game Scoville Yay. to remind us of that hot time we spent in Tucson. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. Scoville. Scoville is a competitive points-earning game for two to six players played over several rounds, each consisting of five phases. Auction, planting, harvesting, fulfillment, and time check. The auction phase will determine turn order by bidding in secret. The highest bidder will choose their spot on the turn order track. In the new turn order, in the new turn order, each player will choose a card from the auction house. In the planting phase, the players in regular turn order will plant one pepper in the field. A pepper must be planted adjacent to a plot that already has a pepper in it. A player may once take a turn A player may once a turn take an award plaque from City Hall when planting a corresponding color pepper while supplies last. These easy points will come in handy at the end of the game. In the harvesting phase, the turn order is reversed, and each player will move their farmer up to three steps along the plot paths. For each step the farmer takes between two planted peppers, they will harvest a pepper based on a breeding chart. While most combinations will result in crossbreeding a single pepper, some combinations will result in two peppers, or possibly no peppers at all. During the fulfillment phase, we are back to our original turn order, and each player will perform any or all of the following three actions. 
visit the farmer's market, where players will pay the peppers listed as wanted back to the supply in return for a reward of either other peppers, money, or victory points. You can compete at the chili cook-off by paying back to the supply the combination of peppers shown on the recipe card in return for a reward of victory points, or you can sell a batch of peppers in return for money. The time check phase helps determine how close you are to the end of the game. The game is divided into morning and afternoon, and both will have you checking the rulebook every time the check time check phase comes around. Uh, when the game does end, each player will total their own points. Points are earned on farmer's market cards, recipe cards, award plaques, not playing the bonus action tiles that each person will have at the beginning of the game, and also one point for every $3 not spent. All right. Well, uh... That was hard to say. Was it? It was all the peppers. The people playing peppers and the pepper cards and the plots. All right. <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> well done, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, this game is going to be <coughs> probably the first that we've ever done on here that's a very mechanical-based game. Yeah. This game is... It has uh, a theme. Yeah. You're a pepper farmer. Right. But that's, that's, but that's pretty much it. all there is to it. <laughs> You're planting peppers and gaining points. Right. That's that's the theme of this game. Pepper there's, points. There's not much that's going to emerge from that. Not a big storyline going on. No. But, uh, you know, we I don't even know that we knew much more than that right off the start. Did you? Well, we'd read the book. <laughs> I get to pick one of these peppers, right? This is weird. I, I don't know why. <laughs> and this is something weird. They 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 actually say hi. Okay. The first The first what? step is to go to the auction, right? No, the first step is to auction and you bid for turn order. But we don't claim, do it on the first oh, turn because it was claim already auction cards. But it was already decided on the first turn. Okay, so we picked the turn order because right. you picked you first. But did you notice these say high? Scoville high? What does this have to do with high school? This is the town of Scoville. I know, but why okay. does the high school determine, like, I don't understand it. Did you know because... that their mascot's the Flames? No, I didn't. It is. Go Flames, go. Because, <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, okay. It's, uh, the town of Scoville was founded in Wilbur's honor at a home for those who believe that the hottest peppers are the best peppers. Hotcha pepper. Every year around this time, the hot, yeah. Every year around this time, the town. <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing. Uh, every year around the... <laughs> every year around this time, the uh, town hosts the Scoville Chili Pepper Festival. The festival includes fundraising auctions for the local high school. So that's the auction. Okay. See, Go it does Flames. say high school. Well, yeah. uh, we watched, A huge farmer's watched market. Watch that video. Huge farmer's market. Yeah. Uh, incredible prizes for uh, growers who plant the fieriest peppers. See and that? the world-famous Scoville Chili Cook-Off, oh. where competitors try to scorch their way to victory with the wildest concoctions. <laughs> <laughs> the festival only lasts one day, and the grower can generate the most heat. Oh, and the gener- and the grower that can generate the most heat will take home this year's trophy. Are you ready to feel the burn? Sorry, it's hard to read when you get tears in your eyes from laughing. Oh. After my last couple trips to B-dubs, I don't think I'm ready to feel the burn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so I get to choose the first pepper, right? You get to choose at the auction. 
Okay, yeah, options. but I get to choose which one you get. Now, see, this is what happens. So what we did in this game is we used the video to learn. Right. See, here's the thing is that, that YouTube has made it so easy to learn games sometimes. You just watch the video of somebody telling you exactly how to play this and you don't get that background. So right. you're looking at components that have like this pseudo thematic background, like a high school. Right. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah, they didn't talk about it in the video. They should talk about that stuff in the video. I know. The theme should always play a part in the game, despite the... how minor it might be. Well, I mean, I think this is like one of those lesson learned moments where if, if you if you have like an even somewhat thematic game... Yeah. You probably need to at least read the first couple pages of the book, because I don't think we even did that. Yeah, you definitely need to do that. I'd say for sure, because we, we honestly didn't know what any of the references are on half the components, you know, based on the video. The video was fine. It taught us exactly how to play. Yeah. I don't think we even looked up many rules, if, if at all. Well, we referenced a couple times, but not too much. But the, the little... But the, it left out the theme. On a game that's already light on theme... It's probably nice to get the little bit that's left over. Yeah, I was glad we read up on it. Yeah, for sure. I'll take the green one. Okay. Well, it was easy then, wasn't it? See that, Missy? Give me a green pepper. Green pepper? My favorite kind. Okay. Now, what is that? What does the red one say? It just says, you you just get it. What does it say? But what does it say? It's the same thing as the green one. Cash only. Accepted bids are final. Thank you for your support. Go, Flames, go! That's all it says? Yes! Well, I couldn't read it. I didn't know. Look, lady. So I got a red pepper. Okay, so now we've done, we get to go through planting, which goes in the same order as, as the bid. Right. So I get to plant first. Right. So I'm going to plant. Because you chose to go first. Let me look at my chart here. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. So if I plant a green, it looks like it opens up all the browns. And if I plant another blue, it opens up green peppers and potentially, uh, you know, extra blues and greens. If I plant a red, it opens up the elusive purple pepper. Right? Sure. And you took a red, so you're going to have that. I'm going to plant a green for you and I, right there. Okay. I'm going to plant it right here. Okay. Now, you want to talk about games with symbols and stuff in them this chart <laughs> it's easy it, but it, you it's really... easy to read but yeah. i'm just saying that you have to reference it constantly because every dis- you have one chart to share between all the players in this game one chart no you didn't we each had our own chart did we yes you but were here's like the problem clear, clear across the table we weren't passing it back okay and forth. well here's the problem with this chart You've got this chart with the, if you actually count how many different like entries there are in this chart, it's over a hundred, over a hundred results of combinations of peppers, isn't it? I don't know. There's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, brown, white, black. And ghost. And ghost. So there is a hundred. There's one hundred results. It looks results. like a big times table. It's just like learning your multiplication. And when you're planting these peppers, you're planting them in a grid on the board. The board is a grid of pepper slots where you put a pepper in it. Right. When you walk in pepper between plots. when you walk in between these two, you re- receive the pepper that's that's the combination of the peppers that border each of those sides of the Right. That so area. if you walk between a yellow and blue, yep. you get a green pepper. Correct. If you so, walk between a red and a red 
you get two red peppers. Now, see, that stuff makes sense. But then there's like a whole issue that pops up when you hit brown, isn't it? Well, brown usually get nothing (laughs) until you get into the black and white peppers or the ghost pepper. And then you get stuff. Exactly. So as the game goes on, it's designed to slow down even more because it becomes less rational and less logical. Well, no, it's logical. Are you sure? Well, once I really studied it, kind of. Because if you have a brown and a brown, then you get two browns. If you have a brown and a black, you get a black. If you have a brown and a white, you get a white. If you have a brown and a ghost, I think you get a ghost. <laughs> but if you have a brown and a and a, any of the normal color peppers, you don't get anything. Like a red, blue, green, purple. You don't get anything with those. See, I mean, just you explaining it is confusing enough. That looking at the chart doesn't help me at all. <laughs> I'm not even looking at the chart. That's just off the top of my little I, I, That means that head. you must know it a lot better and than And if you me. have two blacks, then you get... Or if you have a black and a black, you get two black peppers. If you have a white and a white, you get two white peppers. Well, I got that and part. And if you have a ghost and a ghost, you get two ghost peppers. Yeah. And a ghost with any other pepper is... If it's one of the basic peppers, then you get either a black or a white. Oh, no, wait. Okay, if it's... <laughs> <laughs> Should I just stop? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously know this game pretty well, don't you? Well, I looked at the chart. All right. So I guess I'm going to use a red pepper. Maybe I don't want oh, to. Oh, give though. me a plaque, too. I'm Why? sorry. Because I planted a green pepper. You suck, sir. I do not. That. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I'm going to win. Well, that's Win! Okay, I'm going to plant that <laughs> there. Yeah, I hope so bad that you win. Ugh. <laughs> Because I never do? Because so far we have not played a competitive game, you and I. And if you win, that will be you are up 100% over me Hmm. in the one-on-one game. (laughs) You're going to throw the game? Okay, harvesting. (laughs) So you're going to start out a little... We'll see if I lose or not. If I lose, then definitely. Now, see, uh, obviously we know, and listeners know from our 5 for 5, that I I do not win every game. You won, like, all the time. You won the... <laughs> Wait a second. I'm going to look at these notes. Oh, I'm going to look at the notes. I'm going to look at these notes. Okay, I won I won Suburbia. Three to... Or four to one. Appia we didn't complete, and I but won Race for the Galaxy. But you still won two to one, and you won... I run two, you won three. Look, I'm going to give you a That was sort of close I'm almost. giving you the ninja game. That was a tie. You're, <laughs> You're going to have the ninja game. I didn't even know. I'm giving it to you. I don't want it. You got it. Take it back. Oh, man, that's a pretty good one. That's the same as that one, though. What? Well, I'm just looking. I got options, okay? (laughs) I think I'm going to complete Chuck's Breakfast. What? That is a brown-orange-yellow combination. Oh, man. Brown-orange-yellow, and I I make Chuck's Breakfast. I can't even see all the way over there. I know. That's, That's the whole point. Yeah, thanks for that. Look. You got all the tokens. Your arms can reach that. <laughs> T-Rex. <laughs> um. Oh, my goodness. This is because we bought a big table. We did buy a big table. Yeah. Because you said we needed the biggest table we could get in that room. Like, does this table we're sitting at right no, this, now feel this, like you could reach across it easy? This table's tiny, stupid, stupid, <laughs> tiny. It's like, <laughs> this is, this, it's un, un, unusually small. If you guys decide to buy a game table. table, just remember that your wife's not going to be able to reach across it, and she's going to be mad. It depends on what kind of oh. table you get. Yeah? I Wait, ours is really wide. But the room's big. It's a big room. I see, I I feel like there's we've already played plenty of games on it that seem like it works well. I know. We needed that size for what we do. Hey, no, baby. But, I mean, first blood there. 
Chili, chili recipes. What? I completed oh, I know. the first chili recipe. I know. Chili recipes are where all the big points are at, aren't they? Right, because it takes a lot of peppers to complete them. Yeah. So, I mean, you're spending a lot of built-up resources. This is where your, your money really comes in, you know, or where your peppers or whatever you're spending comes in. The peppers. Yeah. That's, that's where points, you know, or where peppers become points. Big points. Big points. Right. I mean, there's lots of other little points, but that's, that's the big point for sure. Right. See, this is the thinky, boring part. I know, right? Well, I don't see a point in planning this almost anywhere. It's pretty bad. But I want to do it because I need to. All right, for expansion's sake, I will plant this one right here. You no, i got to plant it right here. Okay? Okay. So I've planted a brown pepper, so I get the top pepper okay. point. Gracias. Ole! De nada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I will plant. You will not. And how dare you? Orange. How dare you? You take Pepper. a two-point chip. Get in there, little. There it goes. I get that. Unbelievable. Believe it. See, and I mean, this is this is what a mechanics game sounds like, isn't it? Just kind of slow and yeah. I'm gonna plant here. Oh, you got two points. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, what are you supposed to say? I don't know. I planted an orange pepper. They're delicious. I don't know. There's just nothing that comes out. I, I know. It's still fun. It's just a different kind of fun. But it's, I mean, mostly this it's, is, this game is planting and scoring. It's thinky fun, not party fun. Yeah. But I like it. Do you? I do. So I, far. I don't know. We'll okay. see if I like it or not. Um. Uh-oh. Here we go. I don't know what to do. What are you doing? I don't know. Well, that you're never going to get done like that. I know what you should do. I know what I'm going to do. I know what you have to do. What? Or else you're a cuckoo. What? Nothing. I'm not helping you. <laughs> That'd be the same as throwing the game, and you don't want me to do that. Well, no. Now, see, I, I firmly believe that quarterbacking is the same, even in competitive games. You shouldn't really tell people what they're supposed to do. No, you really shouldn't. <clears throat> Everybody not. should actually get to play their own turn. And, and it's one thing to be helpful if they don't know how to play the game, and you're yeah. giving them their options. Yeah. You have this option, that option, this option. Well, and you quarterback in a, in a cooperative game, and you have everybody's best interest in, in like mind, but... It steals the experience from them. Yeah, you, you let get, them do it. You steal that feeling of success away from them when you do that. Yeah, you've absolutely. stolen the ability for them to be praised for their actions. Yeah. So then, even if you win the game, yeah, they don't feel like they won anything. And, and it's just as bad if you like. It seems like that would be a cheap win, wouldn't it? In a competitive game, you say, "Oh, you should do this if you want to beat me." Yeah. And then they do it, and you're like, "See, it's because I told you so." Right. So you, you you're trying to steal a little bit of that win away from them. It's not. Cool. You should never do that. No. So that's why I didn't do it. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, super tough, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I go here. This is a orange-green situation, which is a white. Okay. I go to green-green, which is a black. What? And then... I didn't even notice that. Oh. What's green... Brown is a nothing, so I want to go to a green blue, which is brown. a brown. 
Wow, I'm stupid. I didn't look at my chart well. Oh, those are amazing. Sure. What a harvest. Okay, <laughs> fulfillment. Guess you don't know that chart as good as you thought. I think I do because you had a green, green became a black. That is on the chart. I gotta look at that chart again. Ridiculous, well, the red, right? Red, red is a red, red. If it's a red and a red, you get two reds. Okay. But the green and the green gives you a black one? Yes. I gotta look at the chart. Look at that chart. It's, I'm not doing it's, it right now, but I'm gonna look at that chart. Well, I'm just telling you, this also kind of gives you an example of, you know, at first you're building, you're, you're trying to acquire the right peppers from the actual, like, auction, and you're trying to put them near your farmer, and your farmer's facing matters, and he has to move around. He moves three times, he gathers three peppers. Right. So it becomes this really, like, an, you know, movement, and, and what you're gaining, you know, with your movement becomes really, you know, important. It becomes the most important thing in the game. Well, yeah. I'd say. Even more important than planning at that point. You know, at some point, there's a tipping point, I think. Well, because you have to get certain peppers to accomplish certain tasks. Correct. But I kept planting the wrong peppers, it felt like. Oh, Speaking of pepper, come here, baby. Let's take <laughs> off your collar. Look, that black pepper was worth a bunch of points. I know. That was six points right there. There's still three points for a brown pepper if you're willing to dump one in there. <laughs> dump. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a poop joke. <laughs> Leave it to Fred. <laughs> there you go. Well, I can't do anything. I don't... No, wait. Nope. 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 Can't do anything. <laughs> Alright, sometimes not every every uh, turn's going to be action-packed. Well, that one was terrible because like you've got like when you look at the little market there'll be you know five or six cards or something that you can choose from yeah. and then there'll be all the recipe cards you can choose from and i just couldn't do any of them i had not planned my peppers well i planned my peppers poorly i think i had a pretty good one well you catch on to those things faster than i do i just stunk it up stunk it up all right it's another poop joke for you black brown does something yeah, it gives me a black Okay, so you got a blue. A blue plus a black, a black, black. and a black. Right? It's a black black. Oh, a black black and then a brown and black. And then a, a single a black. black. So I got three blacks. And a blue. And a blue. <laughs> you got the bruise pepper. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got punched in the face all over this field, but I got the job done, okay. Mickey. I'm telling you, I would avoid the bruise pepper if I was at the store looking for it. I know. Don't don't buy the bruised pepper. Well, no. You don't know where it's been or what what Italian stereotype has worked <laughs> it over. <laughs> pepper gone bad. That's right. <laughs> I want that uh, two white, two brown, two red pepper concoction over there. This one? Yeah, what is that? All right. It is the Belfort Blast Furnace. This, is, this just doesn't sound appetizing to me personally at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can, I'm going to do this one, I think. The Volcano Owl. Really? Volcano Owl. It's three black peppers and a white pepper. No, no, I can't. No, that's a phantom. That, oh, now I, you've oh, lit the fire of competition inside me, woman. Mm-hmm. See, these, these are ridiculous names, aren't they? That blast furnace thing, it sounded more like the after effects of the chili, not really so much with the oh the hot God. level. Shame. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a, not a big hot food guy. 
I like chili a lot. Specifically, but... I don't think my body's a big hot food body. Well, that's why they make those pills now. <laughs> you just take a little <laughs> pill before you eat, and then everything's fine. That's right. <laughs> that bottom one there, it's, what is it? A brown, an orange, a yellow, and a blue? Yep. Okay, I'm going to do whatever that is. That's Jal App Eno Business. What? Jalapeno business. <laughs> Did it sound like the speaker in the drive-thru was cutting out? Kind of. Oh, Jalapeno business. What am I for? I don't know. Is that what Siri sounds like when she says jalapeno? Oh, I don't Jalapeno. Know. Let's find out. Hold on. <laughs> no. Siri, how do you pronounce the word jalapeno? Okay, give me a moment. Okay, I found this on the web for how do you pronounce the word jalapeno. Now she says it right. Yeah, she says jalapeno. She's even better than I am. She is way better than I am, but I'm going to tell you <laughs> that what she's not better at is taking instructions from you. Here's my, here's my beef. I'm going, to, I'm going to take this moment oh, to dear. beef about Siri just for a second. Oh, poor Siri. When I'm out of town and I say, I want to get a cheeseburger, for instance. Yeah. It says, here are the five nearest places to get a cheeseburger. Right. And I look at those five places and I'm like, nope, those are all terrible places I don't want a cheeseburger at. Okay. There's no way for me to get her to give me six through ten. I'm sure there's a way. We just don't know it. <sighs> Maybe I have to double click the Apple button and hold down my finger over here. I don't know. Maybe you have to rephrase it. I don't know. I, I've tried to rephrase it ten different ways. She will not give me the rest of the results. Yeah. I don't know. I am not a Siri expert. Well, at least she says jalapeno correctly. She does. <laughs> yeah, got the same number as the first okay. time. Okay, what'd you get? 97. 98. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Because there's 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, plus 25 is 45, 50... 60, 70, 80, 90, 95, 96, 97, 98. So wait, how'd you add up your first ones? You got 12, this 13, four. 14, 15, plus three, plus five. Yeah. I cannot believe you. One point. Oh Look, my gosh. This is proof on record that Fred does not win every game and you can never yeah, say this. Yeah, but when I win, when I win, again. it's like by... This was it's our like, first game. I know. And even it was territory. Barely. It was barely. It was one point. That's what I'm when saying, you beat when me, we are in even territory, me. you win by, you always win by this much. Just enough to frustrate me into one point. I know. At least when you beat me, you just crush the living daylights well, out of me and make me cry. Are you crying now? No, and I still disagree because suburbia, <laughs> you beat me soundly. Like, I didn't win until like the last, was it the last game? No, it was game three, I told you. Oh, whatever. Okay, but it wasn't the first game. No, you won in the middle and then I had to up my game to right. take it down, woman. I, I, I just, it's rare that I win. So nope, I was, you won. I was really glad. Yay. You won. I was happy for you. Go me. That game, uh, this is now, This that's the end, of course, of our Scoville playthrough. Yeah. And Because uh, I won. <clears throat> yeah, you did. By one stinky point. <laughs> but, uh, so Scoville, farming game. Yeah. Another one, you know. 
God, what did I hear? Somebody said that it was... I'm sorry, I'm going to laugh for a second. They said it was supposed to replace Agricola. No, not even close. <laughs> it's not even close to the same thing. Not even close. This is not, this is not a worker placement game. Oh. This is a, a you know, it's a like it's sort a, of resource management and kinda, a little bit yeah. of like a movement game, you know. Yeah. I liked it. It's good. What rating do you give it? Um... I, I really think it's going to shine more if we play more people than the two of us. I think so, too. This kind of falls into that via Appia kind of feeling where I felt like, you know, it's too much you and you versus I, and it didn't quite... There's some parts of it that didn't shine as well with just two players. Like the whole auction phase. Yeah. It's like... Or turn if, order. Well, the yeah, turn order didn't matter so much. Yeah. Because it's just two people. Big deal. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, in the auction, I didn't even, half the time I didn't even bid. Most of the time I didn't even bid. I think I bid like twice or something yeah. because it really didn't matter to me too much. It was it was better for me to just keep the money than to bother mm-hmm. with changing, ooh, I'll, be, I'll choose to go first or I'll choose to go second. It didn't yeah. matter. Well, one so, thing I really liked about this is I, I liked the time frame. Yeah. This was, this was all wrapped quick. up nice and tidy in about an hour. Yeah, which is nice. And I don't think you'd add too much more with more players i mean a little bit obviously because because the chart everybody has to because <laughs> the chart yeah but everybody's gonna take their own turn and decide what they're gonna do yeah. but and as long as they didn't get too analysis paralysis on you i think you'd be okay yeah but i like it i really want to play this one with with matt and brianna although yeah. i know brianna's gonna whip us both that's her kind of game i know she'll just, just right in her wheelhouse master it in a minute She'll be like, how do you play? Oh, I'm going to win. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So uh, my rating of this, like, uh, and as far as our collection goes, is I I mean, we don't like a ton of mechanical games, or at least I don't. I do. I, well, I mean, you love them. I love them. And I would give this, oh, I want to say three out of five for me. Really? Yes. That's it? I don't know if if a mechanical, really heavy mechanics game is capable of a five out of five with me. I don't know. I really liked it. You, I, is this a five for you? I don't. I, I might have to play it with. Well, for two people, no. For two people, I think it's a four. But I think if you added the more people, it could be a five for me because I just I think everything about the game was really cool. I yeah. like the I like the auction mm-hmm. concept, even though we didn't get to really experience it in its best form. Yeah. I really liked the uh, choices of, of you can do the market, you know, the, the farmer's market and, and fulfill these needs, or you can do a recipe card, or you can do both to get points if you have enough peppers to yeah. make it happen. That's really cool. Um, the components were just a lot of fun. Like yeah. the, the basic ones, the little red, yellow, and blue peppers mm-hmm. are the smallest ones. Yeah. And then the orange and green and purple are a little bit bigger. And then the black, brown, and white are a little bit bigger. And then the phantom peppers are like a clear plastic, like much bigger pepper. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really a nice touch. Yeah. I like the board. The way the board is set up, you actually have to pop out all these pepper-shaped spots on every plot. has a pepper in the middle and you pop out the pepper so that you actually have little holes that you stick the pepper in so it doesn't fall over. You're not just placing it on a board. Yeah, you're so planting if, it. So if somebody knocks the board, oh, where'd everything go? Who yeah. knows? You actually are planting it in the board. You're actually planting it. That's really cool. That's well thought out. <laughs> Especially since you have to walk around this silly board. My farmer kept falling over, but... But my peppers stayed where they were supposed to. I think that's awesome. 
It was cool. I liked it a lot. It was cool. It falls into this like sort of category of like, I would say, I'd say probably a medium weight mechanic game. You know, it's probably a medium weight game. Because I would say like, like in the same sort of vein, like a lightweight game would be like Splendor. I thought this was every bit as light, if not a little lighter than Splendor, actually. I thought it was easier than Splendor. You are shenanigans. We'll have your mother decide (laughs) next time we go over there. I know, but how hard is it going to be to teach my mom? Not at all. It's not going to be hard at all. It's going to be like a... Easier than Splendor. I think it's easier than Splendor. I'd I'd say it's probably... Oh, probably a two or three. I think it's like a two. Yeah. I'll agree with you. Then. I think it's literally... I'll, I'll meet you on that. I, it's a two to I teach. I think it's a two to teach. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't... What, as long what, as you know the game, you could guide someone through it pretty easily. Really easily. Yeah. I'd almost give it a one, except you, there's just a couple little things you have to remember. Like when you're in the auction phase, the turn order goes this way. And then when you go to the harvest phase, it goes back oh, the well, other way. it tells way. you all that on the board. It does tell you all that, but just keeping that straight... I think is a little more If you were experienced with the game anymore at all, you would be fine. But that's not teaching it. Oh, I'll I'm teach just saying it. it. The first the time faces. through, those are the things you're going to forget. And the time check. That time check thing is kind of, like, you literally have to go back and look at the book every single time and go, okay, we're at time check. Let me get the book. And you have to look at it you're and find out. You're talking about when it changes from morning to afternoon. When it changes from morning to afternoon and then afternoon to end a game and what concludes the game like they said that it doesn't always it, it doesn't often happen in the morning but it can actually end the game in the morning phase if you bought all the chili recipes right but that hardly ever happens and there's like a whole slew of different bits of pieces of information on yeah. how you can end the game so that part of it i think i thought was a little not confusing so much but you definitely have to go back to the book over and over so I think that brings it up to a two for me. Okay, well that's our uh, playthrough of Scoville. And that brings us to the end. Of episode six. Episode six. Wow. Excited? It was fun. I yeah. had a good time today. Okay, good. I good. hope other people did. Yep. They can tell us about it. How, how are they going to contact us? I don't even know. Well, we have our little website, which is apparently more of a blog, but that's fine. At uh, <laughs> talkaboutboardgames.com. That's probably my fault. Whatever. We're not, <laughs> what, what are we trying? We're not selling anything. We're just... Talking. here. Yeah, we're just going to talk about stuff. That's what a blog is. Okay, so then it's a blog. Yes. That's what I said. Okay. That's what Angela said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and then you can see us on Facebook. Yeah. What's talk- that like? I don't know. You talk about that. Well, I put stuff on it a couple times now. Mostly. You can like us on Facebook. That's what it's called. Yeah, you can like us. <laughs> we're at talk about board games under the pages on facebook so like us there you can like us through the website too though there's a little icon down at the bottom um we're also on twitter you can follow us on twitter also that you can if you go to the website you can see all this stuff so just I know. go to the website yeah i tweeted this pic of this game right before we played it exactly so, so I mean, you'll, you'd see that. That was be, a sneak peek. You'd be in the know before... That's a sneak peek from six weeks before this airs. Not six. Oh, yeah, Maybe. it is. Oh, yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> We're behind. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I have to keep this buffer or else we'll... I mean, it might get tighter or looser. I don't know. It might. We'll see. Depends. Yep. So you can uh, feel free to call and contact us and ask us questions about gaming want, or anything you want. It doesn't we really want some matter. Questions? I'd love to answer a question. I, I will answer questions completely off topic. I really don't care. Exactly. Okay. Just ask me something. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And I nope, will tell nope, you. No cursing. That's my and and you know 
I will not read your curse words, but I it, will... It's a kid-friendly show. Keep that in mind, so... But, I mean, you can ask us something that has curse words in it, and I'll reword it. And we'll beep it. I will editorialize that, <laughs> that question. Not all questions have been read verbatim. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, in, in the two weeks from today, Matt and Brianna are going to be back with us again. Are they? And they're going to pl- be playing the sequel to the now-famous Marvel Legendary... Legendary Encounters, Aliens. Alien deck building game. Correct. And that should... From uh Upper Deck. Yes. It says it right there. Upper, upper Deck. Famous baseball card company. See you guys in two weeks. Thanks for listening so much. Bye. Hey, guess what? You just listened to episode 7. Now, remember when I answered Glenn's question? Well, I got that question off of our Board Game Geek Guild. Come on, don't act like you don't know about Board Game Geek. If you want to see what we are going to talk about next, or to discuss games with other listeners, visit our website and click the Forums tab. That will take you to our BGG Guild. If you are not a member, you will have to join to post, but... Once you do, you'll be well on your way to becoming a board game junkie just like me. So visit our Talk About Board Games Guild and get your next fix.